Alrighty, hello everyone, and welcome back to the Reformed Dissenters, the show where Reformed Christians dissent against popular ideas of culture by asserting a biblical worldview. My name is Bruce Johnson, joined, of course, by my brother Jacob Johnson. Hello, everybody. And he is in the state of Pennsylvania. I'm in the state of South Dakota, and we've got a ton of stuff to talk about today. Uh, it's Current Events Monday, so that means we are obviously talking about current events from a biblical perspective. And today, Jake is going to be breaking down this crazy, utterly absurd topic of um, let's hijack the messenger RNA of cows, because that's a brilliant plan. Like, let's do that, y'all. Um, it's not like it's a major food supply or anything. And if that's not enough, let's require it from a governmental perspective. So all that and so, so much more Jake's going to be breaking down. And then I've got another theological wrap-up that I have to somehow attach to what he's talking about. Anyways, I think this time it's a little better than it was previously. So stick around for that at the end as well. A lot of stuff, a lot of stuff to break down. Now, this is not the first episode we've broken down a lot of stuff. In fact, we've been doing this for a year and a half. And we are on a ton of places. If you would like to catch up on, you know, a year and a half worth of content, if you're, you know, I got to go mow the lawn, which at this time of year means go out and take the lawnmower to the snow and see what happens. It's fun. I don't know. Maybe you don't have a a snowplow or something and you just want to see snow turned into powder that could be fun so go on out and mow your snow lawn go see what and uh you try and take go see what happens no i if you do that please record it i would pay money to see that um that would be hilarious <laughs> and uh you, you i don't know, know how much money to. i would pay but I would yeah well, well i didn't say how much yeah. it may be a few cents yeah yeah there we go. <laughs> So you if any of us do do that, <laughs> right? Don't expect much. Yeah, you're no. not getting a small fortune from us to watch you turn snow into powder with a lawnmower. <laughs> um, we just made a lot of people very disappointed. Jake hmm. broke their bubbles. Dang it! Um, I they so if some money from us, yeah, they were looking forward to that Ponzi scheme setting that up. Um, so if you were well, technically they worked for that money, so it's not like yes, yeah, no, 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 scheme. Yeah. No, they just turned snow into powder and recorded themselves while doing it. <laughs> uh, and you're looking for something to listen to while you powder that snow. Um, our show is, I, I'm a little biased, but I think it's its a pretty good option if you're looking for stuff in the marketplace of ideas. Uh, it's, you know, obviously, if you don't have Canon Plus or American Vision or you don't listen to the Gary DeMar podcast then I think check us out. That would be cool. Did I just diminish our base by suggesting they go to everybody else except for us? I would say go to it's everybody honesty, else. It's what I'm shooting for here. Right, right, right. right. Go to everybody else, <laughs> but come back to us. Come back to us. Come back to us. We would appreciate that. Oh, so for much. no other um, reason than we're lonely. Yeah, <laughs> we're lonely, and we would honestly really appreciate some viewership counts and some comments. That would just that would be so helpful. <laughs> um, but you can go to trdshow.net to find a list of links to all of the platforms that we're on, um, including things like Apple Podcasts and Spotify, if you're going out to turn that snow into powder on your front lawn today. Greatest ad ever. 
Also, send us an email, trdshow at protonmail.com. We would love to hear your thoughts and uh, maybe attach some videos there of you turning your front lawn into powder. I think that's done. We beat that dead horse, and um, we're done with that now. So, uh, <laughs> Also, sign up for our newsletter. Dead. It is dead. That is definitely, uh, yeah, that, that ain't coming back. trdshow.net is a newsletter that we have just for you. And your dead horse. Maybe he needs to listen to or read a newsletter. I don't know. I don't know. TRDshow.net is where you and your horse can go to sign up for our awesome newsletter because our mom spends a ton of time every week putting that together for you. Just make sure you put in your horse's horse email. Yes. Make sure you get that in there. That's uh, me, my ma at yeehaw.com. That's the email address. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, before we get into our current events today, <laughs> we've got a lot of zany hijinks, apparently. It's, we've had some coffee today, so. I haven't, I've had tea. tea. Oh, was it caffeinated tea? Well, yeah, yeah, all tea I drink okay. that well, is caffeinated. Of course it's caffeinated tea. I mean, why would you drink uncaffeinated tea? That's just Why insane. else would you drink tea if it's not I, for the caffeine? What's the point of tea if it's not going to just hyper-stimulate your brain? Um, so before we get into talking about how messenger RNA affects your food supply today, if you live in Australia, uh, or maybe also if you don't, maybe it's both, you can give the details on that. There's There's more, more. but wait, there's more. It's not just one continent. It's all the continents. (laughs) Um, I don't know how many, but um, I'm just going to say it's it's a few, few more than just Australia. Brilliant. Well, that's so much to look forward to. Jake, is this going to be another depressing episode? Don't don't tell me. Oh, I want to get. Uh, I'm sorry. I already to get through you. talking about this verse, which yeah. is about judgment. Never mind. I'm not going to get through this. Yeah, no. Being depressed either. No. Okay, forget it. Forget it. No. <laughs> All right, we have to talk about well, a verse. We are supposed is, to be optimistic, Bruce. We well, we are optimistic. It's it, yeah, not yeah. may not be our lifetime that we're going yeah. to be optimistic. No, that's about. true. That's true. <laughs> But we're going to work as if it were. So Isaiah chapter 1 verses 21 through 23 is our verse. Uh, Actually, verses are passage of the week, if you will. And uh, this particular passage says how the faithful city has become a whore. She who is full of justice, righteousness lodged in her, but now murderers. Your silver has become dross, your best wine mixed with water. Your princes are rebels and companions of thieves. Everyone loves a bribe and runs after gifts. They they do not bring justice to the fatherless, and the widow's cause does not come to them. And again, that's Isaiah 1, 21 through 23. So, you know, we should just be, oh, filled with so much hope because that was Israel and not us, right? Right? We we aren't living in the same uh, uh, century or millennia even as as the, the people that this was written to. Ah, but this is still in the word of God. This is still written to the church today in a way that we can understand it and apply it. So the unfortunate thing about this particular passage, and by the way, Jacob was the one who picked the verse this week, and I think it ties into what he's going to talk about. So (laughs) he's just waving. (laughs) Hey, oh, yeah, it was me. Um, He's going to go into a lot more depth on this on Wednesday. It's his 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 turn to make the Wednesday intro a little mini sermon. And I will so. shortly mention it 
at the end of this episode as well. I will bring it in. I'll oh, tie it in. Nice. So stay tuned for how I tie this into cows. <laughs> okay. Well, looking forward to that uh, cow trajectory. So um, this is talking, hopefully this, hopefully you understand this is talking about a nation under judgment. That is fairly obvious from, from this, um, you know, the, the, the princes, the rebels, um, princes are rebels. They're companions of thieves. They love bribes. They run after gifts. They don't bring justice. Uh, the widow's cause does not come to them. Um, your silver has become dross. That's a devaluing of the currency of the time. Uh, righteousness used to preside in this land, but now murderers. Um, used to be a faithful country, but now it's no longer full of justice and it's likened to a whore. Um, so an unfaithful city. Hopefully you're getting the picture here that this is painting, which is of a, a very um, a, a, a despotic country that used to be faithful to God, that used to take their covenant with God seriously. And they used to understand what it meant to be in covenant with God, that there would be blessings for remaining true to the covenant and cursings for disobedience to that covenant. We, as Israel did, we in America today are forgetting. Scratch that. We've completely forgotten. <laughs> Forget, for, for, forgetting was in the 60s and 70s, maybe the 80s. Now we've just completely, collectively, generally forgotten how to keep covenant with God. Forgotten what it means to break covenant with God. Forgotten that freedom doesn't come from us or our documents or our ideas or our economy or our massive military. Freedom comes not from any of those. Those are the blessings of freedom. Those are the consequences of doing things the way that God tells us to, because He is the one who gives us freedom. He is the one who uh, we entered into confessional, covenantal uh, 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 relationship with him as a country. We did that. And now we are breaking that in every sense of the word, in every way imaginable. And we're coming up with new ways to do it every single day in this disgusting country. That's where we are. And so part of this verse is it's a warning. This verse is showing us, hey, this is what happens when a nation is under judgment from God. So as Jake talks about cows today, it's not just talk, it's not just talking about cows. It's also it's related to this verse and he's going to make that connection very clear. So I'm going to stop talking cuz I've done 11 <laughs> minutes of that and Jacob gets to do it now. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um so I I also want to get through this quickly cuz I know Bruce has another talk that he wants to give at the end of this, but I want I'll keep to... it very short. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I always All promise right. that. Half the time yeah. I carry through. Yeah. Maybe that's not great odds. <laughs> <laughs> so the article I want to bring up is um, the article. The headline says roughly two in 10 cows injected with R mRNA vaccine die instantly. So. Wow. The funny thing I kind of want to bring up in this is just like with the COVID vaccine, 
instead of doing animal trials first, we instead did did an experiment on humans, and we did the human trials first. Hmm. Now we're going back, and we're oh doing now God. animal trials. Yes. Uh, and and on cows and on the livestock. So seven- and now there's alerts, and it's like, yeah. oh, this is weird. It's not it's not going well for these animals that we're yeah. trying this. Oh, no, save the animals. Don't save the humans. Save yeah, the animals. Right. Now there's media alerts. Now there's yeah, goodness. So I don't think this is well a well known thing that's Mm. been going on, but yeah, yeah, it's just very weird and interesting dynamic there. Um, but in this article, you were looking at what is going on in Australia. However, there are other articles and other cases to show that some of this. Now, while it might not be necessarily mandated. It might be, but it is going on in America. But again, I, I don't think it's necessarily being mandated. But there is some cause for that. And even so, if it was going on in places like China or other other places, I, I think uh, Bolivia was one of the places that was brought up because it's one of the largest um, cow places. Like, it's where a lot of farms for cows are created. And that's where a lot of meat or beef comes from so and they're they're i know they're having some problems with this as well um so if you haven't heard uh well hold on let me first go into what this is so in australia dairy farmers are now being forced to give cows and some articles even claim that it's happening with other livestock as well, but they're forced to give cows the mRNA vaccines, um, which, like in humans, cause spike proteins. Now, these mRNA vaccines are not necessarily the COVID vaccine. They are other vaccines meant for other diseases and specifically related to cows. Yeah. Would have been hilarious if they were like vaccinating cows for COVID-19. COVID, yeah. yeah. <laughs> cows, yeah. Dairy farmer just, requirements. You could just see the, the headline. Cows, cows can spread COVID. We must get <laughs> right. the vaccine. Yeah, yeah. Even though, even though it's, it's, first of all, it doesn't stop the spread. It actually causes more of the spread. Right. It's just to relieve symptoms. Particularly amongst the bovine community. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, Next headline reads, uh, it's like the uh, the union, new cow union rejects Johnson and Johnson vaccine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Says they'll only cooperate with Pfizer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cows seen moving around more instead of being lethargic before. Because <laughs> it actually helped them or, or didn't. Right. Probably wouldn't. But can... <laughs> Would cows even react differently? I guess they would. Yeah, they will react differently if they're feeling pain of some kind, obviously. Right. But. Well, they're going to act react pretty differently if they get myocarditis. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They react they're going to very all over and die. Yep. There's uh, not going to be too much movement going on there. No, no. Uh, all right. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, I mentioned <laughs> spike proteins before. Uh, if you haven't heard spike proteins, um, 
I think you should go and look re- look at research done by Peter McCullough and Robert Malone, who have done studies on this. On Very like spike, prestigious spike doctors, protein, I might add. Yes. Yeah. I think one of them, either it was Robert Malone or Peter McCullough, who was the one uh, that kind of came up with this, isn't it? Who? Uh, kind of... I think that was Robert Malone. Okay, okay. He was yeah, one yeah. of the top cardio. I think it was him who was one of the top cardiologists, okay. uh, either in the world or at least in the U.S. Until they decided for mRNA vaccines and stuff. Uh, cardiologists like heart. heart oh, okay, doctors. okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but I will not give an explanation as to what spike team spike proteins do or causes them or or anything about it. But go to your own research on that. Is definitely getting banned on YouTube. Yeah. So if yeah, Jacob went into yeah. more details on that, we would have totally been banned. Well, who knows how many? We're probably going to get banned for this, but yeah. Um, as I said before, these are not COVID vaccines. These are vaccines, mRNA vaccines for other things. Um, however, uh, I think my the research that I kind of put into this and sort of what this article shows is that. 35 out of 200 cows die instantly or immediately from these vaccines. And wow. I think the, the thing that I, I want, kind of want to bring up is that what about all the cows that don't die instantly but now have adverse yeah. side effects to this? Yeah. Um, uh, the article didn't go into that extensively. However, um, just think about that for a second. Like, all these cows now that have problems that may not have died instantly, but died later on. Wow. From uh, like what Bruce, Bruce was saying, myocarditis or any of these things. Uh, and they, they just died. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when, when reading this, I, I first think of these farmers who are trying to raise these cows and who are trying to make a living off these cows, not to mention it is hard as a farmer to make a living, even without all these regulation, yeah. regulations. Um, but now having to, first of all, replace those cows and then having to give them this jab and then realizing half of them die or, or a small portion of them die and always having to replace these cows because of other problems. But... Especially, I think, because these are milk cattle. It, this is talking about dairy farmers. So they're not getting butchered for meat, but but the farmers need these cows alive to produce milk. Mm. So think about how much money they're losing. So when a cow dies, think of all the profit that that cow could have made, especially for how much cows go for. I think um, this is a... They're not cheap. No, 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 no. I I think this is an estimate of some kind. Um, I think I heard a long while back when someone was trying to sell a cow, but um, they were trying to sell it for a thousand dollars a cow, or wow. or it could have been several cows. I I don't know exactly. It it was, but it was an insane amount of money for a very small portion of cows, and. Just think of trying to have to replace all of those cows that die from all this, which I think the, however, 
as big as that topic is to discuss, I think the even bigger topic is how much this vaccine is doing to the meat, or even so the milk, butter, or even yogurt that we eat and drink. What is happening to all this stuff? And I think the biggest question is, could this spike protein be transmissible through meat or dairy? Mm. Could it cause us harm because of all this? Um, which I want to take this, and this is where I go into talking about Isaiah 22. I want to talk about the fact that food is sacred. Food is a necessity to life, but it also meant to be an enjoyment. Throughout the Bible, food is obviously mentioned and is brought up many times in feasts and celebration. And this food is, you know, is wine and is um, meat and all these other things. But these things you see in the Bible and all these examples and all these instances is to be taken seriously, very seriously. Uh, I want to bring up in, in the instance of Jesus turning water into wine. We see that through context, it was an, an indictment on the host or it was a it was a bad thing. If the host ran out of wine during this week-long celebration, if they ran out of wine, it was a big issue. It was a problem. And people were going to Jesus saying, hey, you, you need to help us. That We're running out of wine. It, it was a big thing. And, and if His it response, wasn't such a... of course, was, you shouldn't be drinking alcohol. No. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. Instead, he turned the water into wine. And and I think also in that is he made a ton of it. Mm. Um, and it was the good stuff. Mm -hmm. It, it oh, came yeah. out. They were like, oh my goodness, this is, why did you bring this out last? This is the good stuff. You're supposed to do this like at the beginning. Like. At the beginning, yeah. <laughs> why have you saved the good for last? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But it's like, you know, how, how much he made in all of this is, it was important. It was very important. Now, I, I say wine in, in these instances, but really what I'm talking about is consumable things like mm. food and wine. When I, when I mention wine, I, I think it also can be applied to food. In another verse, um, God says it is a judgment when wine is watered down. And this is where I bring up Isaiah 122, which says, Your silver has become dross, your best wine mixed with water. I think because of this, we see here that it is a, a very terrible judgment on a people for their w wine to be watered down. For their wine to be mixed with water and diluted. Um, when we fill animals with chemicals to make them more plump to produce more meat this is the same effect uh throughout food throughout the bible is shown to be serious and to be a serious issue now for us to go on and genetically modify plants and crops which affect the animals as well but also again i'm, I'm talking about the consumable food now we're messing with the wheat we're messing with corn we're messing with all these other plants 
and and now even so with this um mrna vaccine going into these cows we're making meat possibly harmful to people Mm. food possibly harmful to people yep and uh, an example i want to bring up is and there are two examples that i want to bring up the first one being if you go into a store there's now the question of is how much is the meat injected with water because that's something stores will do is they inject the meat with water to make them seem bigger to weigh more and so wow. you're paying more well and i'm not going to say that this is an indictment on the on the um the store owner or anything they're trying to make money because of the climate that we're in because of the situation that we're in yeah it's not the store owner owner's fault because we are under judgment from god it is the people that didn't the people that brought this judgment onto us by not following god's law by breaking his commandments by breaking covenant with god um as a secondary example a question I have is why do so many people today have gluten allergies, peanut allergies, and all these other ailments on them? And I have to ask, is it because of our experimentation and our changing or genetically modify, mo- modifying the material in flour hmm. or peanuts or all these other things? <clears throat> I think another yep. instance is that Peanut butter is so much mixed with bugs now. They're mixing bugs into th- this is an entirely different topic, but that they're starting to put bugs into all sorts of food. They're putting it into flour. They're putting it into processed stuff. They're putting it into tomato sauce. Um, so you're you've probably eaten a ton of bugs within within your lifetime. But all of these things are showing problems in people's actual physical abilities now. Yeah. And my last thing to say is that I think there should be no question. Uh, and as Bruce and I have said several times on the show, there should be no question that we are a nation under judgment. We are Isaiah 21 through, 20, through 23. We are Israel right now. We are going through that same judgment. And and you look at that passage that Bruce and I have for the show verse this week. Everything is true of America. Everything in that passage is true of America today. Our inflation, our politicians, our, our princes are like thieves stealing our money. So I'll, I'll pass it back on yeah. to you, Bruce. Yeah, well... I mean, for my my kind of theological wrap up at the end, um, you, you made some marvelous points. I think you that flowed very well. Um, great research. What I'd like to to just kind of touch on a little bit is the element of scientism, this sliver of, and it's now kind of become the entire structure of what we call postmodernism or modernism or this world we live in now. This present age is full of scientism, um, which is very unfortunate. And so what uh, my wrap up is, is that 
uh, I want to talk about the arrogance of scientism. Proverbs 3, 5 through 7 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Without acknowledging God in all our ways, our paths are as twisted and crooked as our foolish hearts. The worst part this is the worst part, is that in that state, we can't see it. We don't realize that our paths are twisted and crooked because we're wise in our own eyes. So we don't even realize it. And more than just having crooked paths in life, apart from God, we have no knowledge at all. Proverbs 1 verse 7 says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. So what is this fear of the Lord that begins all knowledge? The answer is found in Proverbs 8, verse 13, which says the fear of the Lord is hatred of evil, pride and arrogance, and the way of evil and perverted speech I hate. Notice that pride and arrogance element. We're going to touch on that in just a, in just a second. If a person truly desires wisdom and knowledge, the fear of the Lord is the only place to find it. Now, if you want pseudo-wisdom, and pseudo-knowledge, then leaning on your own understanding and foolishness is the best course to take. But if you want to find true wisdom, wisdom and knowledge that's robust, real, and doesn't puff up, uh, see 1 Corinthians 8 verse 1, then you have no choice but to fear the Lord. The science of today is dramatically different than the science of the distant path, uh, distant past, sorry. Um, today, we not only place 100% of our trust in the mere observations of man, which is what this science is, but we require others to conform to it by force if necessary. We, conform, we require them to conform to our scientific observations as if they were the most trustworthy and reliable things in the universe. And we place our trust with a horrifying certainty in one of the least reliable fields in all of human history. And I have a quote from uh, page 59 in Angels in the Architecture that I think really sums this up really well. This is a sneak peek into our Wednesday episode. Uh, this quote says, Science has a rather ridiculous track, re track record to serve as such a powerful veto house of truth. If we think in terms of centuries and millennia, few other disciplines turn inside out so flippantly and quickly as the natural sciences. Nothing can take the puff out of the scientific chest more than a study of its history. If the uh, history of science were a single person, we certainly wouldn't let that person drive heavy machinery or carry sharp objects. <laughs> Nonetheless, he could serve some useful functions, and he might do some better than others. But to set him up as the premier standard and priest of rationality, is a bit too much to ask, end quote. But this is exactly what we do. And why do we do this? Why do we set him up as the pinnacle of rationality? And that's the high priest of rational thought. We do this because we love to seek wisdom in our own foolish hearts. We can't stop doing it. We love it so much. Um, we want to be the final arbiters of truth. We desire, above all else, to steer clear of the fear of the Lord because, 
as the psalmist says in Psalm 139, verses 2 through 3, he, talking about God, is like a refiner's fire and like fuller's soap. He will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver, and he will purify the sons of Levi and refine them like gold and silver, and they will bring offerings in righteousness to the Lord. Secular humanists love their sin and wickedness far too much to let the refining fire burn it away. Like Gollum, they'd rather jump into a volcano, gripping their foolishness to their chests for a few short seconds before being plunged into the eternal fires of hell. So scientism, secular humanism, postmodernism, and all their perverted variants are simply man being wise in his own eyes. The sad part is that this foolishness isn't content to just stay in individual hearts and minds. It corrupts entire civilizations. The most recent example um, being the forced injection of experimental DNA altering chemicals into livestock. We've been talking about this whole episode. We can fight back against things like this, and we should, we must, we have to fight back against this, but we can't forget what's at the root of the problem. This lunacy will continue until we take very real and proactive steps towards repentance as a nation. Second Chronicles 7 verse 14 says, if my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sin, and heal their land. So, if you want to fix this problem, get to work. Our nation needs to repent. Our nation needs to turn back on a spiritual level so that we can have the very real physical manifestations of the kingdom of God at work in America and across the world. But it takes fixing the individual in order to fix the family, the church, and the civil government. And with that, I'll open up the floor, Jake, if you had one last thought before we wrapped up. No, no, I do not. I do not. All right. Great. Well, thank you all so, so much for watching or listening to us today. Our show website is trdshow.net. Send us an email, trdshow at protimemail.com. We're looking forward to seeing you on our Wednesday episode. And we're going to be reading chapter four in the book, Angels in the Architecture by Douglas Wilson and Douglas Jones. So... Read up on that chapter before Wednesday rolls around, and we'll see you then. And remember, everyone, in all that you do, do it as unto the Lord.